everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Really Personal Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Addis, and things are about to get real, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. I purposely wanted to have an episode come out on this very day as a reminder that we all deserve love no matter what stage we are in our life, whether we're single, in a marriage, in a relationship. It's just always important to cherish and be reminded of daily acts of love towards yourself and towards other people. I'm going to be very honest. I usually do not care for Valentine's Day. Last week, I was in the grocery store at an HEB and I just <laughs> couldn't maneuver around the vegetables and the fruit section because there was like so many balloons of hearts and I honestly wanted to gag. But I get the marketing aspect of it. They're just trying to make a buck off of this emotion, this strong emotion of love. I wanted today's episode to focus on you, to focus on being in love with your life every minute, to create the love life that works best for you, because you deserve good things and you deserve to create the life of your dreams, no matter where you're at. We can sit here and plan out our lives, but it never turns out that way. The unexpected always occurs and often it turns out better because of those obstacles. And I'm reminded of January's episodes where we really focused and grappled some really big questions of life and like, how do we maneuver and overcome these obstacles, but yet also how do we grow from those obstacles? And I wanted February's podcast episodes to be a continuation of that passion, of that mindset. I always say this, and I will continue saying this to you and to myself. I say it to myself daily. It's it all falls on you. You are responsible for that. Your self-talk matters. Your potential to succeed is infinite. The goal here of self-love is not to love yourself so much that you don't need anyone else to love you. The goal is to be in such a state of self-love that you attract people who know how to love you. So when we're talking about creating a love life that works best for you, what does that even mean? What does that even look like? We can judge that on the spot and say, oh, I need to go find someone. Oh, I need to make my marriage stronger. Oh, I need to love the work that I do and be passionate, even though it is mundane and I can... I I aspire to do something else. Regardless of where it is, you you need to start here with self-love. And you're going to attract the life that you are seeking. You are creating the love life that you you desire, that is deep within. I love this quote from Jack Kerouac. He says, be in love with your life every minute of it. That's difficult. I certainly do not love my life every minute of the day. There are times when I despise it. Or I question it. It's always the human being question of why does bad things happen to good people? Why why must I go through something like this? Him, Chani, and I were watching Amadeus on Saturday because that was our time to celebrate Valentine's Day since I have rehearsal Tuesday nights with the Houston Symphony. And in fact, we're preparing for uh, Mozart's Requiem. And I'm super excited. I love Mozart Requiem. If you haven't heard it, I will put a link to it and you should just sit in journal and listen to it. It is very deeply moving. I also suggest renting or buying the movie Amadeus. It is a movie that I grew up with and I was always amazed by it. There's a couple of scenes where Saliati, he's a jealous man. 
he's envious of the gifts and talents of Mozart. And he's in a constant battle with that. But more importantly, he's in a constant battle with himself. He would pray to God and be like, give me this and then I'll do this. And he was like doing like a quick pro quo. I'll do this. If you do, like, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you in return. And when he didn't see or receive what he wanted, he just immediately dismissed God or went ahead and took matters into his own hands and started to make things miserable for Mozart. And I bring this up because Saliati had a beautiful gift. He had a talent. He had a, he had a deep love and passion for music. And his intentions were beautiful when he talked about why he wanted to be a musician. But what he struggled with was jealousy, envious of things that he didn't have. And I know me personally, I struggle with that. I always compare myself with other people and go, why does this person have this gift and I don't? Why does it take me longer to accomplish something or to play the organ or sing better when this other person kind of does it effortlessly? We can always struggle with that, but that's not creating the love life that works best for me. Instead, I'm trying to heal something interiorly by seeking something exteriorly, and I'm not finding the answers for it. That's why this episode, I want to redirect it interiorly inside ourselves to really focus on not just finding love within ourselves, but seeing love around us, seeing how we can better our life, how we can fall more in love with it. The way Jack Couric says, how can I, how can I be in love with my life every minute? And we tend to give a hundred percent of ourselves to people, whether it's in relationships and marriage. And by doing that, we also neglect to protect ourselves. We neglect to be compassionate with ourselves And the love that we should focus the most on is ourselves. It's incredible how we can lose our sense of individuality by getting lost in serving others. Service is beautiful. We should always give love and kindness because then we also receive love and kindness. But it comes to a point to where, like Saliati, we can just be upset and be in that pit of disgust and anger and frustration, or we can learn, try our best, and fall in love with that effort fall in love in that effort of finding the gifts and beauty in our life rather than exteriorly comparing it to other people. And it's difficult because in many ways you have to unlearn how to derive happiness from giving and emptying yourself. We have to learn how to not to sacrifice our identity and values. And in regards to failed relationships, you know, aka heartbreaks, the best and suitable approach to a response is gratitude. Like, thank you. You are not the one for me. I mean, let's be honest. Whenever I would end a relationship, yeah, I would be sad, some more than others. Whether it was several months, a year or two, I was so grateful. Even right now, as I sit here talking to you, I am utterly grateful that they left my life. Those who are meant to stay will stay and those who are meant to go will go. And I cannot imagine my life if I would have continued in those unhealthy relationships. Why did I end it? It wasn't the love life that I desire. And that's a relationship. It could be, we can also add work into that, your passions of what you're, you know, working towards. And I think that we struggle with, with rejection. It hurts when other people reject us, but more importantly, we reject ourselves probably way more than other people reject us by putting ourselves down, by comparing ourselves and saying, we're not good enough, or why can't I have this gift or talent that this other person has? As I mentioned earlier, unlearn how to derive happiness 
from that by saying, no, rejection is just a chisel of perfection or a chisel for perfection. And I think of Michelangelo. He would get this block of stone. And I did some research on the statue of David, the famous one in Florence was rejected by several uh, commissioners. At one point, someone was supposed to work on it, didn't complete it, another person, and then another person. And so it was pretty much neglected. It was sitting in a courtyard for years. This huge block, this huge imperfected block. And when Michelangelo began to chip at it, what was revealed is utter beauty. With each chisel, the the statue came to life. David came to life. When we look at rejection, whether we're rejecting ourselves or receiving rejections from other people, we have to unlearn and redirect those thoughts to, this is a new option. There's another opportunity that I can take from this. There's something in the horizon coming. It is the life that I'm creating. And this is part of it. The rejection will lead me to that. Let's be honest. It's not a heartbreak. It's a heart shape. Nothing can break your heart. Your heart is unbreakable. These experiences that we go through, and I think a lot about Carmen Maldonado when she was talking in a previous episode about her relationships and how that relationship really set her off in a trajectory towards self-love and self-care through traveling and doing things that are huge, like running a marathon. And she kept saying and repeating in the podcast that these experiences, these really difficult experiences can shape your heart. And it takes little at a time. Michelangelo did not create the David in a week. It was a long commission. It took a long time. But with each chisel, it was aiming towards perfection. It was aiming towards life, bringing something into its full completion. And one can find solace in being alone. I love being alone here and there. I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from being around other people. But there are times when I really need to have some time alone, whether that's lighting a candle, having a nice latte and journaling. Those are precious times for me. And those are times that I know that I can grow a lot because then I can actually visually see what are things that I need to unlearn. What are some things that I need to develop more? I think with each thing, that's my that's my chisel, is that I'm chiseling away and looking at things in my life and molding my life in a way that's bringing me love. And that is creation of the life that works best for you. And with independence come confidence. If you feel good completely by yourself and you're not relying on anybody else, then you feel confident. So let's talk about the attraction. How do I attract into my life what I am and what I want? Am I capable of attracting all things, good things in my life? And the answer is yes. You get where you are rather than what you want. And I'm going back to Amadeus because I highly recommend that movie. It's an awesome movie. But again, it was interesting witnessing someone else have this intimate relationship with God and getting very frustrated and angry, which I've done that too. He kept asking what he wanted. I want this, I want, 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 want. And not seeing that he had so much. He had such a good gift. He had a wonderful gift, a beautiful gift, and a pure gift. And when you keep directing yourself towards, I want this, I want this, or I'm depressed, then you are depressed. You're going to be more depressed. And that is an attraction of life. So when you're creating the, the love life that is meant for you, the love life that works best for you, if you continue to say, I want this, I want this, or I'm depressed, I'm not good enough, I don't measure up to this, then 
that's what you are. That's what you are attracting. That is what you're creating. It is an arduous journey towards self-love and self-care. It's more than getting your nails done or getting a massage or vacation constantly as an escape or taking 10 days off from work or going on a retail therapy shopping spree. When it really comes down to it, the journey of self-love and self-care is hard. And I'm going to say that again. It is hard. There's times when I listen to podcasts or TikTok creators that will say things like, oh, do this, take yourself on a solo date and you'll feel self-love. No, it is a hard journey. It's difficult. And I think that's why it's the most talked of in podcasts or in books, because it's difficult. No one has mastered it. Even myself, no one has mastered it. That's why I created the personal podcast. I thought this is something to show that self-love, self-care is difficult and the journey is arduous, but we're in it together, right? And it's something that you have to work on every single day. The other day I was talking to Hinch Honey about meditation. I was like, hey, do you meditate? He's like, uh, I used to. And I go, used to? And FYI, whenever you're talking to a friend or whoever, and you want them to elaborate instead of saying yes and no responses, use the tell end of what they said and frame it as a question with the elevation of your tone. So for example, he said, yeah, I haven't meditated in one year. One year. And then they'll elaborate. So anyway, just a little trick that you can always use. I love using that, especially on first dates. Those are great. Anyway, and after he explained why he stopped, my response was, it takes more than one day. This is an every day. You should continue doing it every single day. And that's my reminder to you that the journey that we're on, you have to work on it every single day. Doesn't mean that one day is better than the other, but it is an effort. It's on your mind. You literally can change your mindset. So in other words, it's something that you have to work on every single day. And so how do you create the love life that you deserve? And I have a few tips. And one of them, which I mentioned earlier, is to write down your goals and to journal. I will have a link to the life journals. I know they're kind of thick. I actually ordered another one for myself. I was like, man, this is a big book. But the life planner is bigger than the journal. But I love it because it's for a whole year. And it's really cute. And it goes well on your coffee tables, FYI. It doesn't have to be fancy at all or huge. It's just an act of writing down your goals. And I love the planners because you can start off the month with some goals and they're they're broken up into wellness, career, finances, different goals that you can write down. It's good to see how they progressed, which I love. That's how you learn that, oh, I have really grown from this experience. Regardless, you want to write something down. Try to figure it out in your head. Okay, that's okay, but there's nothing like writing it down. That's part of the chiseling. You're actively doing something versus your mind. Because we can sit there in our mind forever and it can go in circles and circles in different directions. But there's something about writing it down, seeing it, and taking an energy in writing to see what is things that needs to be changed. And when you're doing this, you want to avoid saying, I want, I want, I want. You have to stop saying the things that you want. And by doing this, you're also declaring what you don't have when you say that. Instead, navigate through the hardships and the challenges and the obstacles and say, what can I learn from them? Knowing what you know now, how have I grown from it? How has it changed me as a person? This is working towards creating that love life because you're examining things from the past. And I know some of it is very difficult, shameful, but it it has to be done. There's no point of just sweeping it under the rug. It's always going to be a focal point in your life and look at it as a good thing 
I mean, I hate to say a good thing, but look at how that hardship, regardless of what it is, has made you the person that you are now. Doesn't mean that I want you to go through struggles. No, not at all. Instead of just walling up in, in depression and walling up in like Sayadi, he ended up doing more harm to himself and to other people. And he could have used that for in a better way. And I'm talking about the fictional Sayadi of Amadeus. I have no idea what he was in real life, but I'm just basing off a fictional character. Another thing that you can do is identify the weak spots. Identify where your insecurities are and what you want to work on and write them down. No one else is going to read this. If you feel like, oh my God, someone's going to read this, then when you're done, you can burn it. The whole point is that you need to be very honest with yourself. Another thing that you can do, which I don't, I'm very surprised that a lot of people don't talk about this, is to clear up and declutter your social media. Now, if you're like me, I like to spend a few minutes, and I say few very carelessly, going on social media, on TikTok and Instagram. And I have purposely removed people, individuals who do not add value to my life. Instead, I flood them with educational creators, intelligent human beings that really have the mindset of helping other people. They want people to learn and to grow. Fill those up in your social media accounts versus people that put on this fabrication that, oh, life is wonderful. You have to look like this and do this in order to have that perfect life. This podcast is not about a perfect life. It's about creating the love life that works best for you. And if you feel that if you are a social media junk like me, that you need to also have some learning experiences from those apps. And there are amazing creators out there that are motivational. And that includes podcasts. Like take out the ones that are not fruitful for you and put the ones that are. So again, you're chiseling at it. You're making these revisions in your, in your day-to-day activities. Another thing to do in creating the love life that works best for you is to give your own love language back to yourself. Now, if you know the five love languages, we as humans receive love differently than how we give love. For me, for example, it changes, but I would say that acts of service like cooking and creating a very fun and comfortable environment is my way of giving love. And I noticed that quality time and words of affirmation are ways that I receive love. So they're kind of different than the ones that I give. And this is where you, again, will have to journal. What are some love language that that you can give to yourself so you can really feel love and be in love, like Jack Kurek said, be in love with your life every minute. If your love language is quality time, then take yourself on a solo date. Try that restaurant that you've been wanting to try. If your love language is gift giving, pick up a bouquet of flowers on your next Trader Joe run or add your wish item to your cart and check out. If your love language is physical touch, book yourself a petty or a mani or even a massage. If your love language is words of affirmation, compliment yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Hype yourself up. Once you reach a level of confidence where you can go out and do the things alone that you genuinely enjoy spending the time with yourself, the love for yourself and your life will grow like crazy. On top of that, you don't want to sabotage yourself by chasing other people or staying with people who are not good for you for the sake of company. And that includes people on your social media as well, because they do provide company in their distant form. 
I always say this, self-talk matters. It's how you talk to yourself. That includes when you're writing and journaling, how are you responding to the things that you're saying? When you put down or examine something that is very difficult to speak about, how do you treat yourself? Are you showing compassionate to yourself? Are you showing kindness to yourself? Sympathy, empathy? What are you doing to yourself as you are unveiling things about yourself that you most likely don't like to unveil other people? This is all part of creating, chiseling, right? Michelangelo is an artist, but most of all, he was a creator. And what he did, he created things, he brought things to life, he brought beautiful imageries, he brought it to life for our enjoyment, for our existential experiences. And we ourselves can create that type of love life that works best for us in our day-to-day activities. I have a good friend, she's a mother of four, and I admire how she spends and she gives, she gives so much love. Recently, she made a room just on the outside of her bathroom that traditionally would have been a closet and she turned it into her solitude room and it's beautiful. She has decorated and filled it with things that rejuvenate her. She likes to do artwork and she can do some painting in there. She can sit on this big, beautiful, comfy chair and read a book or journal or listen to tranquil music. She created something and this is a woman of four. She's maintaining a household, but she purposely created something inside her life, inside her home that allows her to be in love with her life every minute of the day. And that is a beautiful thing to do. And it's wonderful that her spouse even helped her create that room in their home. You know, when I would listen to some of my friends say, oh, the only time I have solitude is when I'm in the restroom. Okay, let's make the best of it then. (laughs) There's a way to figure things out. And Again, it takes effort. It takes a lot of work each and every day. There are wonderful experiences to be had everywhere, so don't quit. There's more to come. Be loud about the things that are important to you. It's never too late to start romanticizing your life. You got to start believing that your morning commute is cute and fun, that every cup of coffee is the best you've ever had, and that even the smallest and most mundane things are exciting and new. You have to because that's when you start to truly live. That's when you look forward to every single day. Be so busy loving your life that you have no time for hate, regret, or fear.